0: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. We're in the Pride Month, we're on the last day of Pride Month, although Pride events tend to continue right across the summer. And here in Cork, we put more focus, I think, into July in terms of Pride uh, than, 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 than into, into uh, June. I want to talk for a little while with Christopher McCarthy um, to talk about people coming out and using Pride Month as an opportunity uh, to come out. Uh and Christopher, good morning to you.
1: Good morning, PJ. Now you How grew are up ya? in
0: I'm well, sir. You grew up in a small village in rural Ireland and I think was it your mum, your nan and your aunt reared you. But rural Ireland in the nineties um, wasn't a comfortable place. I would have thought to be discovering, or mm, so maybe thinking that you might be gay.
1: Yeah. Um, so PJ, I grew up in Shambly. You know, um, it's a small right. little place. It's a shop, a pub, and a school in between Carg Lane and Ringaskiddy. So I know it not well. Everyone knows where it is, but some people do. Um, and yeah, I grew up with my mum. My mum had me when she was very young. She was sixteen. My father was never really involved in. Um, mm. In my, in my life, I suppose, for lack of a better way of putting that. And we grew up just me, my mom, and my nan in a house in Chambly. And I suppose I was always gay. Like, even even if you look at it, like, not in a sexuality kind of a way, but I suppose I came out of the womb gay in many ways. Um, I'd have been sensitive, and I would have been, I suppose, quite feminine in certain ways, but not not so much that, that you'd say that I would have wanted a sex change or anything like that. But yeah I suppose I was always gay, flamboyant um I play dress up and stuff like that. and when okay. I was very small, it was fine um you know the way you're you're innocent and you don't you don't take much notice of the world around you, but I suppose yeah. as I got older and I started school and stuff, I suppose I'd have to um not pretend not to be gay but things that like were frowned upon by society, things like playing with barbies or I used to wear purple woolly tights going to school under my uniform. Um, because they were warm, but uh, that was the reason. But in real life, I loved wearing them. It just made me feel, I don't know, special or, I don't know, I just loved them. Like the way a lad can love a tractor or a pair of welly boots. I loved my purple, my purple woolly tights. Do you you know the way you're, you're, you're,
0: you're, there you are, you're 12 or 13 or 14 and you're starting to notice, well, mm -hmm. the opposite sex. Um, Uh Was there a was there a point, Christopher, where you're looking at well, there's a girl there and there's a boy there. And um, which one you were I more interested suppo- in? Was there a, was there a point of, like that?
1: Yeah, there would have been. I would have wished, I suppose. I think that most gay people, um, when they're coming out or when they're coming into their own sexuality, that like, I suppose for me personally in the 90s and stuff, in the early 2000s, I wished I wasn't gay. It was like this, the way that society had made things be. And like 12, 13, all I wanted to be was popular, like the other kids in school. So I'd go to the GA disco and I'd cop on with girls and I'd do all the things that was, that I felt was expected of me to achieve this normal, this normal life, to be like everybody else. And. Um, growing up I suppose, like everybody knew I was gay, like I came, like shh, there was no hiding it. And I used to pretend that I wasn't gay, I'd say I'm not gay at all. Like people in school used to get bullied because their brothers were gay, let alone if they were gay themselves. And yeah, big time, and like even throughout my life, like like as I said earlier about my father and things, like he was never involved, but people have asked me so many times, people from different like walks of life, and they say, is it because you're gay? And it's like a misconception that people have that being gay is a problem or that it was a problem or that it's something that, that we should not be looking at and not celebrating. And I don't think it's that way so much anymore, but I think that the time is slowly changing to make mm. it that people that people look at things differently. Children nowadays don't look at it like the way children did when I was growing up. I don't no, think they no. do. Um, I don't think they do like,
0: either. You came out after secondary school. Um, was there a did, point... Yeah. Was there a point at which you decided, right, to hell with it, here we go, or or what? How did it happen?
1: Well, I suppose I came out in stages. You know, I didn't have this big coming out to the world, like where I came out to my family and had a party with all my friends and all that. I didn't have anything like that. Um, yeah. I suppose I first started seeing boys on the sleigh, you know, without anybody knowing, um, including my own friends. Like, we'd go to Mangans on a night out, and oh. I'd be sneaking away to go over to to the cave bar, you know, at like midnight. Some was, this, was this in the 90s? That. Yeah, no, It's a say Chan- early 2000.
0: The, chances are I could have been the are DJ, but y- going anywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was underage, so but still. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't have been the only one in there back then. No, definitely not. Um, but I suppose I didn't come out in one full sweep. I didn't just come out to everybody. And it took time, you know, you have to come out to work and you have to come out to your friends and you have to come out to different groups of people. And like coming out didn't happen overnight. It was more of a like a phase, I suppose. There was like a six-month period where I went from yeah. being with girls and not being able to be with girls. You know, like yeah. like I'm sure for straight people, they wouldn't be able to be with someone of the same sex um, easily. Um, So I didn't come out in a full sweep, but I didn't do anything like that. But I didn't feel good about coming out. Like, everybody knew I was gay anyway. Like, there was no hiding it, I suppose. I would have been, not bullied. Bullied would be the wrong way of putting it, but mocked, maybe. That You know, yeah. kids get mocked no matter what it is about them, whether they're heavy or whether they're tall and skinny with spots. So I was mocked for being gay. And, yeah. like, when I came out then, it wasn't liberating. It felt like like, I felt like somewhat of a fraud, you know, like I had been pretending for so long and lying to different people about my sexuality, and feeling like yeah. I had to like, and that I wouldn't have, that people wouldn't like me if they knew the real me, and that, that screws at your head, PJ, you know, I um, guess it, does. it makes you, yeah, it makes Cause you, because you're saying to me, I'm not like you're saying to
0: me, you're saying to me in the one breath, <clears throat> everybody knew I was gay, mm. and, yeah. and yet, and, and yet you're saying, you're suggesting that some people kind of did they did they hope you weren't or i don't think did that they not believe people you? hopes
1: that i wasn't but i suppose i hoped i wasn't you know did you because did you? In, yeah definitely oh definitely i used to wish i wasn't gay um for a really long time and i didn't see a life for myself as a gay man like i didn't see myself finding love and and having a future and i just thought i'd be lonely and that that's like I don't think that anybody said that to me but that was the way that the world made me feel I suppose. You know like like being gay wasn't something that was cool before or it wasn't something that was and it's not about it being cool it's about it being normal you know well, or, to be to be like, fair
0: Christopher you grew up in a decade you 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 know you grew up in a decade where it only became legal in this country so like we were so we were so flipping backward that when you were born and you <laughs> I I love that line you used i came out of the womb gay you came out of the womb basically committing a crime in that case do you know what I mean Indeed. That, 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 yeah. you ever think about you ever think about that
1: yeah and i didn't know any gay people so i was the only gay person i knew as well on top of that you know
0: that's because they were um, all afraid they were all afraid they were committing, totally. committing a crime
1: yeah totally and now in ye- like years later people that i knew from when i was a child i know now that they're gay they've come out later in life but yeah. like i had nobody to look up to like the only gay people on you were like Paulo Grady being lily savage that was it you know <laughs> yeah. like that was the extent of what gay was to me and like i wasn't that but i didn't understand what i was either and i didn't fit the societal mold that people did
0: it, did it trouble you did you and en- you ended up with having to get therapy bad. did you
1: I did, yeah. So it was over many things, but I suppose that the way that I looked at men, um, I was somewhat untrustworthy of men. And then that translated in my later life, that I couldn't hold down a relationship and I couldn't, I couldn't see the value or I couldn't, see, I couldn't see that something was going to, a future for myself. All of it was just, I felt pretend. And mm. it took me a long time to be able to look at myself and see that these were, like, learnt behaviours and things that had happened to me in my own life that made me feel that way. Or nobody mm. necessarily had said things to me, but I had to look at myself again and see, like, why? Why do I feel this way? And how am I going to change it? And I went about writing things, like short stories. I wrote short stories about, like, um, I used to wear plastic heels going to the beach when I was small. So, like, you go and Can you, you what? Sorry. Plas- plastic high heels. So, okay. in the pound shop, they think in the sun? High heels. They would sink in the sun, but it didn't matter. I was Madonna with my <laughs> sari. It didn't matter at all. You know? Like, at that stage. <laughs> um, but, I suppose, like, I wrote a story about, like, um, Machia was the name of it. The other way, Machia being fake. And that, like, I yeah. put on my plastic high heels and I could be whoever I wanted to be. And then the more that I put them on, the more I lose myself. And, like, then I had... It was to look at it differently. As a child, I was able to do that. But then, as a group went through adolescence and adulthood, I kind of would tone down my sexuality or play it up, depending on the situation. Whereas yeah. I was never very comfortable in just being myself, I suppose. Yeah. you know you're i don't you're know it's almost job. philosophical when you think
0: about that no do you know what it, and it's interestingly f- philosophical mm. in that it's kind of you can you, you express it really well what what the things that the, the way that the battle that was going on inside your own head mm. now you, you 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 started your dream job in, in what march or was it march 21
1: Oh, well, I suppose it wasn't my dream job at the time. I love working for Air. I work for Air, you know, the telecommunications company. And at the time, it wasn't a dream idea. It was a lockdown. But you found it was a place where you
0: could express yourself. You could be totally Mm. you.
1: A hundred percent. And it didn't matter that, like, I was gay. So previously, I would have done a lot of bar work, a lot of retail work and like when i was selling shoes i turn on the camp and i'd be extra gay and i'd be like girl look at your you'd be marvelous in this and when i was in the pub then i turn it down and i would want to be lifting cakes to show them that i was just as manly as everybody else <laughs> and i found when i came to air that it didn't matter being gay at all and like it had no impact on like how i could progress in my career i was being judged just on myself and on my work yeah. and how i and how where good i can be sh- or
0: which is only as, is it, as it should be. Yeah. i, I got to um, ask you, um, mm-hmm. love life now?
1: Yeah, so I'm engaged to be married to Kevin. And Good. And we're due to get married next year, June bank holiday weekend.
0: Fabulous, fabulous. Yeah. Uh, that's fantastic.
1: But mm-hmm. even when you're getting married, like we were looking into, you know, the way Kevin would be somewhat religious. Not religious, but he'd have a faith. And yeah. Um, we were looking at getting married in alternative venues, you know, like places, deconcentrated churches, places that feel like a traditional wedding venue. And it, there's little to none to find, you know, like, um, it's very hard. Even even now, like, we wanted to get married in the Triscoll, we would have loved it, but they're not doing weddings anymore. It's very hard for the normal gay couple to try and find somewhere where they can get married, besides the hotel you know uh, I just want to ask you one
0: question that's come in uh, mm-hmm. while we're talking Christopher I think you're doing a, a great service today to people who might be struggling with the idea of coming out because i mm. think i'm and i'm always amazed Thank at how you. many people still are struggling because you see in the industry i'm in radio entertainment and music you know i've i've been around gay people right throughout my career and i've always said yeah that's fine mm. that's fine i wish i don't care so you know what i mean okay, here's a, a something in on the phone it says um, i'm always uncomfortable about using the words coming out or openly gay what does what does mm. christopher think is the, is there a better way uh, by the way this person thinks you're brilliant you're so open and so happy about it but yeah the idea <laughs> coming out or this
1: openly gay thing explore that further. i think it's about i think it's about intent you know when people are talking about about coming out or they're talking about openly gay it depends on how they're saying what they're saying like we did i was the pride rep here in work right for the yeah. month of of the pride month and like there was a lot of questions came from just normal cis people which are like just straight people i I suppose for lack of a better way about how they say things and it's got nothing to do about the wording you use it's about what you mean when you're saying it so like if your intent is good and if you're saying oh well um i know a man his name is john and he's an openly gay man and you're saying something nice about him that's lovely intent so it's saying the way that you have, well, your intentions are what matters, not necessarily the way you say them. You know, what words you use, you choose to use, shouldn't matter as much as what you mean when you're saying them, in my opinion, anyway. Do you know what? Like, even when that's it that's fantastic. To, you know, when it comes to, like, um, people who are um, gender neutral or, like, there's a lot more more people out there now that across the LGBTQ plus community and like it's their job to inform people about it like I got a couple of emails from your office before I came on the phone today and it was nice to see that like they were including their their gender pronouns in their emails so underneath their names they'd say like he him him I see that. and I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's necessary I don't think that like that people have to do it but I do think that the people who are a they a them or a she a them or a whatever configuration of pronouns they want to use, it's their job to be able to educate people. Like, it's our right. job as gay people to be able to educate people about, about what it's like or, or how it yeah. is or... Because everybody's affected by it in some way. Like, one and in la- ten, last,
0: at least. Yeah. One in ten, yeah. One, one in ten, and I, I, I've often suggested possibly more because... Mm. Christopher, lastly, um, someone here who says they don't want to say I'm coming out.
1: What is another
0: phrase they might use?
1: Oh, I suppose you could say, um, I'm gay. (laughs) I'm gay. It's not the end of the world. When you say it, it is somewhat liberating, you know? Um, I know that that I I said that it's not fully liberating, but I think that to be able to say, hi, I'm Christopher, I'm a gay man, I'm proud. Like, that's huge to be able to say that. And if you don't want to say, I'm coming out of the closet, because it's such an... what a stupid thing it's it's ancient like it's like coming coming out of the closet is a term from like years and years ago that nobody actually needs to use but you can say it any way you want once you can say what you need to say if once your intent is people need to know that I'm a gay man or that I'm a lesbian woman or that I'm whatever configuration of sexuality you are you can just say it and I think that nowadays you can like my partner has he's got three kids and like they never looked at me any different you know like I was the first man I suppose that that Kev was wet and you're going to be a stepdad yeah I know I know it's mad when you say it like that I know I know it's brilliant (laughs) well I tell you something now Christopher
0: there's a lot of love in the room for you here um, can you thanks pass so on my really regards to that contributor? I can relate to so many of his experiences. But well done to him on sharing. That is from John, uh, and I've really, really enjoyed our conversation, Christopher. Thank you so much for being thanks with thanks
1: me. Thank very today. much, PJ. No problem at all. All right, take care.
0: That's Christopher McCarthy. Corks ninety six FM.